Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the LOV Rewind, the podcast from the Line of Vienna Suite team, focusing on Bolton Wanderers back when it was fun to be a Bolton Wanderers fan. Very much like last week where we talked about the final game at Burnden. Tonight, we're going to delve into the history books and we're going to look back at a very interesting period of time in the late 1990s, heading into the early 2000s with a very special guest who we'll come to in a moment. As ever, my name's Chris and also I'm joined by my good friend, Lee. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Evening, Chris. I'm very good, thanks. Just uh, made it back from my shift at work to uh, appear in this very special pod, so looking forward to it. Most definitely. Very, very grateful for your appearance as well, pal. Our special guest tonight is none other than David Speakman. David is a Bolton Wanderers fan, a long-standing, who was a member of the board at the club from 1999 to 2001. A very interesting period of time in Wanderers history. Join us all the way from America. David, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good, uh, well, good, uh, good lunchtime for me, and I think it's evening. I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> it is um, absolutely there. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're all right. I, I was well, like lockdown let, life let, treating you in the states. Well, lockdown's all right. Let's be clear. I don't live in America. I just happened to come over for a holiday to see my daughter, who does live in America, and then we got this lockdown thing. Ah, so right. we've not the lockdown's not quite as bad as I think it is in the UK, but we've been. Uh, We've personally isolated for about eight weeks now, so yeah, we just uh, you know it's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Every Certainly single is. day. Every single day. Well, without any further ado, we'll dive straight in. We've got a rough running order, but as as ever, it is a very loose and uh, an easy thing. So, Dave, if you don't mind taking us back to the black and white days, when you first uh, the first early part of your Bolton Wanderers supporting fandom, were you born in Bolton yourself or, or elsewhere? Uh Mm, I was I was adopted by a family from Tilsley called okay. Japanese Speakman, so I was adopted. Um, you won't like this, but actually, my mother, my birth mother, was a Liverpoolian, and <laughs> and uh, but in that in those days, it was very very uh, it was the wrong thing to have uh, uh, a baby out of wedlock. Sure, and therefore I was out of wedlock, and I got adopted by. A family in Tilsley. So, obviously, Tilsley is the catchment area for Bolton Wanderers. And uh, my dad was a miner. He was a shot fire, in fact. And we lived in Henry Street, right in the centre, in an NCB house, National Coal Board House. And across the street was a colleague of his, a young colleague that he was training how to be a shot firer. My dad wasn't involved, wasn't interested really in football. You know, he watched it on the, well, we didn't watch it at the time on TV, but because we had no TVs, but he wasn't really interested in going to the football matches. But Frank, Frank Green, uh, opposite, across the street, he's take me. And he was a Bolton fan, great Bolton fan. And uh, I started about 1956, 57, just before the cup final in 58. Um, I'm 73 now, so working out, I was about 10, 10, 11, 12, that kind of thing. And, um, and he used to take me and he used to take, we used to catch the... Uh, the LUT bus from uh, Double Decker bus from Silcox in Tilsley. Uh, I think it was about uh, one and six to get to Bolton. And we used to park on the Greyhound track or Ground Track Park car park and then walk down to Manchester Road. And then just as we came past the news agents on the corner, right, you could see you could see the ground. Obviously, at that time, they didn't have um, they didn't have floodlights. Uh, so um, you know the matches, uh, but but eventually I actually went to the first fo- uh, floodlit match, and I can't remember. I can remember going to the first floodlit match, 
And I think, I'm sure it was, well, I'm not sure, but I thought it was Newcastle or it was a no, it, no, I, no, I tell you what, it was, um, it was a foreign team that we played, I think, as an exhibition match. But don't ask hearts, me detail hearts, like that. I believe, David. I'm was not saying I was oh, there by any stretch. But oh, see, I, see, I only see. say that because I did, we did an, an interview like, uh, a podcast last week with Lee about the last game at Burnley. Oh, and right. we just, there were little statistics that. in there and it was heart, heart of mid Lothian. So foreign right. team, in a manner well, of speaking, well, I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. I was right. It was a foreign team, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was. Yeah, so I went there and then I started... You know, I was taken there quite a few times, used to go every match. And then I had another friend of the family uh, who then took me to United. Oh, boo. Yeah, I know. And I used to alternate <laughs> going to United one week and and, you, and Bolton another week. And then, That's OK, David. I did the same. No, and, and then, and then I became, uh, you know, about 16, 15, 16, I started going on my own. And uh, I started uh, just watching Bolton going home and away. Uh so you know, I, I've uh, I've been watching Bolton until well, I've been having a season ticket virtually every year. I think uh, until yeah. I left to live in Spain in two thousand and five, and I always thought I'd come back every every other week and watch them at home. <laughs> but you know that that didn't happen. You know, and particularly I suppose, and I, I know it sounds fair weather, but. Yeah, particularly when they're not doing very well, you think. I was going to say, if you weren't, if you weren't going to do it in 2005, six, seven, yeah. eight, you know, you're yeah. not going to do it now, are you? So, no. <laughs> no. It's funny you say that, because, I mean, I live two junctions away and sometimes I can't be bothered, never mind 2,000 miles away. But it's not that. I mean, also, you know, you, 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 it's always the first team you look for and it's the one that your, your, your heart's oh. connected to. You know, it's your emotion, Gosh. isn't it? And that's why we all go to football. It's not about the product sometimes. It's about the emotion in it. You know, it's about oh, it's it's drive, the experience. It's yeah, of course it is. You know, Absolutely. so yeah, so that's so that's my history in a nutshell. Um, and I've been a passionate uh, fan. Used to go on Burnden Terrace, always on Burnden Terrace. You know, like a bit upmarket, not behind the. Oh, in fact, I went to the <laughs> embankment. I used to, I, I used to have the embankment yeah. at one time for the embankment. But as you get a bit older, you just like sort of uh, went into Burnden Terrace, you know, and that was brilliant, and they had a great time. Fantastic. And, uh, and then walking around Burnden, you know, like when they opened the gates, like ten minutes before uh, before the fit, before the end, and you used to be able to walk. Towards yeah, the, the greyhound track, yeah, and and walk behind the goals, you know, just in the last few minutes and stuff like that, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, it, great, great, great memories, aren't they? And that's where, yeah, that's where you, that that's where your heart is, definitely. Yeah, definitely fantastic. So, and uh, sorry, Lee, no, go ahead, mate. Just going to say, um, so following on from sort of uh, your your experiences as a fan, um, what sort of led you to uh, to becoming a member of the board in in 1999, <laughs> and um, you know what was what? How did that come about, basically, David? Well, uh, the linkage is that um, I've been in the travel industry. One of the things I did do uh, that Bolton people might remember, uh, I actually uh, I actually built um, Liberty Street in West Orton. Uh Some people know right. that, some people won't. But I, it was Four Gates Pub. And I bought that and uh, moved it, uh, changed it into a, a restaurant called Liberty Street. Anyhow, um, prior to that, many years prior to that, um, we had an off license in uh, in Tilsley, uh, sorry, in Atherton. And um, the bread man was Warburton's, Warburton's bread man was a guy called Mike. And um, so move on to about 1999 and, you know, I was getting, you know, 
the, the, the ground had been completed, uh, Reebok. Um, they were struggling. Colin Todd was there. I was a bit brassed off with it. There was obviously problems with uh, the directors there. And listen, I yeah. wasn't at that level at all. And uh, we went to, because I went to travel, I got invited to Lancashire Cricket Club in one of the boxes. Bit of champagne, a couple of glasses of wine, very nice. And who should come in but Mike, the the uh, the Warburton's uh, man. Yeah. Forget his surname, Mike. But Mike actually then looked after all the hospitality for Warburton's. And one of the things that Warburton's did at the time was uh, support Lancashire cricket and the youth of Lancashire cricket. So he said, oh, come over. He said, we've got a box. He said, come over and have a chat. So obviously, you know, you don't talk about cricket, do you? You talk about yeah. football. And we talked about Bolt Wanderers and I said, uh, you know, yeah, what's happening here? You know, it's ridiculous. And and, and at that time, I, I, when it was only 1997, uh, the Reebok, I bought a box. I always had an aim of getting a box and I could ill afford it, tell you the truth at the time, in 97. We'd, uh, we'd had a catastrophe in our business in uh, uh, in our previous business and I'd set up travel counsellors in 94 and we'd just about raised you know, raised our heads from uh, financial problems. But I got a box anyway. So Mike says, uh, so I, had, I was quite forthright in my views, and Mike says, oh, you want to speak to Brett, you know, like Brett, like they're getting, a, getting something together, you know, and I, I, would you put money in the club? I said, yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> I haven't got much, but I said, yeah, yeah, probably, you know. So so he said, well, I'll get somebody to contact you. Anyhow, Phil Garside contacted me. And uh, we went to uh, went out for dinner and chatted. And I said, I put some money in the club. And uh, and he said, well, there's another guy going to put some money in the club. I said, oh, that's OK, you know. And um, and I met this guy, Eddie Davis. We went to go and met him in Chester at the Grosvenor. And we had a chat about Bolton Wanderers because Eddie was a big Bolton fan. And, uh, and I joined the board, you know. Um, Fantastic. I was invited to join the board, and uh, I was invited to join the board. And my season ticket was quarter of a million. Um, <laughs> Eddie's Eddie season, Eddie season ticket was a million, and uh, and uh, we joined the board. And uh, you know, uh, I was proud. I was a Bolton fan, and you know, like it's it's totally different being a director because you you're you're a fan. Yeah, and uh, you know, like what happened is, say for instance, somebody gets injured and you're watching a football match, and you're a fan, you say, oh, right, right, get Billy on, get Billy on, yeah, substitute, so Billy, Billy, yeah, Billy, yeah, yeah, Betty's he's not been playing well anyway, even though he's injured, and when you're directing, you're watching the same thing, you come, oh, that's another 5,000, yeah, yeah. that's another 20,000, <laughs> physio, or, physio or, bills or, or, and, yeah. or maybe somebody we were thinking of selling, you think, good Lord, how much yeah, that cost? Yeah, completely and different it, perspective, I imagine. Yeah, and you don't, yeah. you're still a fan, you know, you're still a oh, family, yeah. but, it's it's a different it's a different mentality, you know, and um, and not you don't you don't want to be a businessman, but you know that the lifeblood of the club could be affected by something like that. So it's not about the money per yeah. se, but it's about the money that yeah, you, and, how it and you might make it go bust if you will if you don't do it properly, you know. So those were the things, you know. So yeah, Absolutely. but um, so I so I went on the board, and what happened? The, the strange thing is, so they said, right, you're on the board, so. What I suggest you do is come to a few supporters club meetings. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, you know, like, uh, and I'll be on the panel and that, you know, before you're a director. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So one day I went up, and I think it was in, 
Uh, what's that suite at the back? The line of Vienna? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it that, is, isn't that, it? That's yeah. our name. That's yeah. the line of Vienna. Yeah, yeah. But that's <laughs> it, isn't it? Yeah, in that loft I stand, isn't it? The line yeah. of Vienna. And you know, like, you go up those stairs, don't you? Climb the stairs, right? Where, the tall tower. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, and I got halfway up, and I couldn't breathe. <laughs> no, it's true. And I'd got, I'd got um, angina, and I didn't know at the time. And I had to go into hospital and have an heart bypass. So the day that Sam Allardyce started was the day I had my operation in hospital for right. an heart bypass. I know, you, I know that's not really interesting, but I wasn't there when Sam joined. I was like, you know, and then a, mo- a couple of months after that, over a couple of months after that, I was walking around Bur- um, Reebok, uh, convalescing, you know, trying to walk again and, uh, you know, get, get healthy again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was my story about how I joined Bolton Wanderers. And Sam was there. Interesting. I, I believe from, from the start conversation we had pre- before we started recording that it wasn't necessarily your, your first involvement in the club. Is there something relating to the signing of Sasa Kerchich? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, well, yeah, well, I mean, it was at Burnham Park, that. And, um, it was. I'd, go, I'd gone down to um, get some tickets for a match. And... There's a guy called, is he called Davis? Uh, the guy who used to um, comment on the... Uh, Barry he, Davis. Barry, no, not Barry. No, no. Um, Dave Hickson. And this, I know this sounds odd, this, but I used to have a, a friend, a colleague, who was Ukrainian, so he could pronounce all fancy words, you see, all fancy foreign words. So they said, uh, um, we're asking, uh, how would you pronounce Sasa Chirich? So I said, no, it's Churchich. Right, is it? Yeah, yeah, so... So anyway, that that was by the by, you know, and I was on the I was on the TV, I, I was on the TV, I think later on uh, being interviewed about, oh yes, it's Sasa Churchich, you know, really clever guy I was. Yeah, so the guy who'd interviewed me, I kept in touch with him, and uh, and I saw this story about uh, Sasha bringing his dad over. Oh, he couldn't bring his dad over for some reason. I don't know what it was. I don't know whether it was a visa thing or a. I'm sure he could afford it, but anyhow, I thought, hey, a publicity. A publicity opportunity here. So I said, uh, I contacted the guy at BBC and I said, listen, uh, I'll bring him over. I'm in travel business and I'll bring him over. So I brought him over and then obviously Sasha was uh, was uh, very, very pleased with that. So I became kind of friendly with him. And I mean, we were like at that time, what's that? Whew, what, what, about 90, mid-90s, were it that? Yeah, yeah we're, we're in the Premier 90s. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, mid-90s, mid-90s. So that's like, uh, what? 25 years ago, so, yeah, yeah. so I was like 50, and, and Sasha's like 25, something like that, you know, yeah. so, and he had this guy, and, and he used to always, <laughs> you probably know this yourself, but it was, it was always, it always tickled me, like, and he used to have this, uh, this girlfriend who was like Miss, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard the story, Miss Furbia, <laughs> right, or Miss Yugoslavia, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, and every time he used to go out with a new girl, he used to be the ex Miss Serbia, another one, and another <laughs> yeah. one. And then, and then, and then his mate, um, the guy who used to play for Aston Villa, um, Savo Milosevic. That's the one. Yeah, he had he had another Miss Miss Serbia as well. You know. How many are there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there must have been a lot of them. <laughs> no, I mean, they were, they, they, and they were all right. I mean, he was. He, he, but Sasha was like just so much. It was. I always remember, and remember this, um, Bolton used to sell players always for, four, I always remember this, for four million. Four, they were four, million. four million, yeah. They yeah. were always That's four right. million. We never could break the, we could never break Thompson the, and, and McAteer. And McAteer, like yeah. And, yeah. And, he, and he was sold to Aston Villa. And, and he said, uh, he said, I'm going to Aston Villa, you know. And I said, yeah, yeah, okay. He says, uh, 
so we we went round to his house and and he said I've got I've 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 got everything I'm going now right okay I said what about your dog he said I can't take the dog I said what about your dog he said well can you look after it and so we looked after it. I was like the guy's like totally I won't say brainless but you know he's like all oh, right okay maybe. away with the furries so, a bit yeah there you were you know <laughs> He was, a nice, he was a nice guy. I mean, he finished up on uh, on Big Brother, didn't he? On uh, in Serbian <laughs> yeah, TV. Yeah, he did. You know, yeah. I An mean, absolutely uh, crazy life. But, but he was a cracking player. I mean, you know, unbelievable. Uh, he was a cracking player, and and he was a nice lad, you know. And then uh, and we used to always go to uh, you know meet up at a restaurant. Well, always, quite a few times, you know. Uh, nice lad though, and that's 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 Miss Asa Churchy's story. But that's like. You know, because as a fan, you know yourself. You meet a player, you meet a player, you know, and you think, and and whoever whoever you are, you meet. Oh, the player, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a story when I was a when I was director. um, We sponsored, I think it's Footballer of the Year, and uh, it was at uh, it was at I think the Premier Suite, uh, Footballer of the Year, Bolton Footballer of the Year, and uh, I was a director at the time, and uh, but I, I. no, I wasn't a director at the time. I'd, I'd just sponsored Player of the Year. And uh, I'm there, standing on stage. And uh, and the Player of the Year is uh, JJ Kotcher. Yeah, everybody applauds. And JJ comes walking on the stage. And, you know, in my kind of um, respectful mode, I stepped back and fell off the bloody stage at the back. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and everybody's cheering. Like, you know? I mean, like, you, you try and be Thinking you're down the skin for yeah, maybe. And, oh. and crazy things happen, don't they? You know? and, and there's Fantastic. JJ looking at me. Oh, he's down at the back. Of the... Oh, jeez. Anyway, go on. Carry on. Sorry, Just I digress. No, it's very interesting. I mean, to talk about us selling players is a nice little segue into the next comment I was going to make. I mean, the, the end of your the end of your first season, obviously Allardyce had arrived, you'd arrived also, although slightly later, obviously. We, we'd had a decent season. Although we failed to earn promotion, we reached the semis of both the FA Cup and the League Cup, known as the Worthington Cup back then. But our failure to earn promotion meant that we had to cut, cut our cloth a little bit, meaning that that magic four million number again came up with the sale of, of Good Johnson to Chelsea. Now... Yeah. For me, a player that should have been sold for a hell of a lot more than that, and indeed was sold for a hell of a lot more than that as, as his career progressed. Going back in time, then, the consequences of not selling Good Johnson, can you go into any sort of insight as to what they might have been or, or what the conversations were like behind the scenes leading up to that? Well, I wasn't in the inside track. I mean, there was Phil Garside, who was the chairman. The vice chairman was uh, Brett Warburton. And uh, and Eddie, who had the money, to be honest. I mean, Eddie had a lot of money, a lot more than I had. Um, I mean, a lot, lot more than I had. So, sorry, I should have asked an extra <laughs> lot rather than just a simple. <laughs> um, but um, no, I, but the Johnson story, right? And this is what we discussed. Though I never made the decisions, right? They made the decisions. But basically, what was discussed um, was basically Chelsea came in and said, like, and. And I might be wrong with the day, but they said, listen, you've got uh, two weeks to decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like clever ploy, you know, like it wasn't, uh, oh, it's four million and then we'll we'll shop him round a bit. Yeah, sure. Like there was only one four million and you only had it for seven to 14 days, say, right? So basically you thought, wow, what do you do? And that wasn't my decision, but, you know, because like, you know, I didn't know the ins and outs of all the financials at all. I have to of course, say, of course, yeah. uh, and and 
probably I should have done. But at the time, I, you know, I was running a business and I wasn't really as involved. And I, I couldn't make any difference because my I couldn't put another million in a two million, whereas Eddie probably could. But at that time, uh, Eddie had put a million in. I'd put, a, I'd put quarter of a million in. And to be honest, we'd, you could say we'd saved the club. But, I mean, what it was, the ex-directors or the, the den directors were under pressure from the bank, yeah. And Phil thought, Phil Garside thought that if he could show that there was a new regime, and and I'm I'm summarising this because I didn't know what I don't know what went on. Yeah, of course. So if it so if it was a new regime, and they also put a bit of money in and cut the debt a bit, yeah, and have plans, a proper plan for the future, because I think probably the banks might have been a little bit brassed off with the previous director, then directors. Then I think that's where they were looking to. So our money wasn't massive in in present terms, but it it made the difference between the banks saying, "Okay, yeah, we'll do that. We'll we'll you know we'll keep faith with you for a little while longer." And then this is your new business plan, a new set of directors, a new business plan with Chairman Phil leading this up, but money men like and not me, but like. Eddie Davis, who was like, I mean, very, very wealthy guy, and and you know, I I, I got on well with uh, Eddie, um, but I wasn't inside track. I mean, what I did when I went on, <laughs> like, uh, I had a travel business. I was used to hospitality. I had a restaurant, all those things. So I, so they pushed me towards the commercial side, and okay. I went. And at that time, there's a guy called Gareth Moores there, who was the uh, yeah. commercial director, and me. And, me and um, Gareth went to Frankfurt uh, to watch the Galaxy. Now, if you know, they're like an NFL team, right? You know, um, yeah, NFL team, but they're in Germany. So we went to Frankfurt. And what, what's interesting about Frankfurt, the Galaxy have this massive day out for when they're playing this, uh, when they're playing um, American football. So therefore, it starts early on. There's yeah. roundabouts, there's rides, there's games, there's everything, yeah? And it's a great spectator thing. You know, all the spectators come, it's a full day, and then you go into the you go into the match. And it was a great experience. So we came back, and that's when we put, and I don't know what it's called now, is it in the Premier Suite, match day, Premier, you know, you do it all that. Yeah. Do you know what okay. I mean? In the Premier, what's it called? What's it called? Premier Suite. Is it the Premier Suite? I think what's so. It it's called? Called? No, it still oh, is, yeah. yeah. You know, the the mob, you know where you start at lunchtime for a three o'clock kickoff or something like that. Like the fan, do you mean like a fan zone type of thing? Fan zone. That's sorry. Yeah. You know better. And and it was half ass, but it's like yeah, that was the fan zone, and that's the precursor. And we got it from Galaxy. Yeah. And being honest, we wanted to do a lot more outside, but the British yeah. weather doesn't like you know you couldn't have like um, you know barbecues and stuff like that outside. But we that that was the fan zone, and then we also did the. The fireworks and all that, and, yeah, yeah, and the razzmatazz you know, that comes and, along know, with that. A bit more razzmatazz, so it was a, you know, and and we got the right manager, obviously at the time as well, you know. But like going back to the Johnson thing, yeah, I mean they put us under pressure, and we needed that four million, and therefore we sold him for four million, but only because he basically said, you know, you've got seven days to decide, and then otherwise right. we're walking away. So it wasn't Blimey. as though you could uh, shop him around or have three or four months to decide like you see these days. It was like, take it or leave it, and uh, we took it. Yeah, it's an ultimatum that you, you know, you, it's a very 
difficult decision, isn't it? Obviously, but there was other players. I think that summer, if I'm if I remember rightly, maybe Klaus Jensen did he leave that summer? It was maybe maybe the summer after? I think I think Jensen and Fish. I think Fish might have left the same summer as Good Johnson, and maybe Jensen the summer after. I can't remember, but there was other players that we had to make similar sort of decisions on, didn't we, uh, David? Yeah. I think. But um, no, you're you're right. The both of those two left as well. Again, you know, Jensen yeah. for that magic four million and, four and Fish million, for, yeah. for, slight, for slightly less. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was the game, wasn't it, at the time? Because, yeah. obviously, we couldn't survive. And, and also, the banks all the time, you know, are like, kind of... I mean, I think at the time, it was the co-op bank. And uh, the co-op bank were into football in a big way. And they had a lot of clubs. Like, the, you know, they, they had a lot of clubs. And, and obviously, it wasn't making a lot of money. Or ma- making losses, maybe. So, so they were, like, trying to bring in the portfolio a bit. And, uh, and they were a lot stricter than they used to be. Yeah. Um, so, and also Bolton built this fantastic stadium. I mean, come on. I mean, I always remember, I don't know why, 94, 93, 94, the plans come out and you think, come on, they're not going, but yeah. Bolton's not going to have that. You know, no way. You're not going to have that. You're never going to have a box. It's like something from Star Wars, isn't it? It's oh, fantastic. It's I remember seeing all well, the designs. But it's interesting, when you go to Huddersfield Town, they've got like the precursor of that, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. And then Bolton's got, like, yeah. got the extra the extra layer, and then Etihad has got the extra, extra layer, haven't they? You know, um, but yeah, you know, it was it was great. It was, uh, I mean, and uh, what what great times and a new ground. I don't know people were attached to Burnden, but me, I love um, I love new things and innovation, and it it showed that the club was moving on. And you have to give the previous directors, you know, credit because. They built yeah. it for God's sake. Absolutely. You know? I mean, what's the phrase? If you if you stand still, you're moving backwards or whatever. Close along yeah. those lines. Close so yeah, you know. definitely. Yeah. So it's uh, moving on to the uh, to, to the next season. Um, was it the next season, Chris? I'm not sure. Is it season after? Is the next season? No, isn't it? straight away next season. We managed yeah. to yeah, to right that wrong of the previous campaign. Yeah. It so good, we. You know? It was good. I mean, we've got some memories. I mean, my wife used to go like, and you you go into different clubs, you know. And remember, like, uh, if you're a director, you were in the chairman's suite, you know. And uh, it was you, uh, the Bolton chairman's suite was very nice, very, very, very nice. But it, it, you know, like you had okay food, but you had to watch what you drank because, like, there yeah. was no champagne or anything, you know. People <laughs> might say, "Oh, don't you know, don't I'll- spend your da-. like nobody wanted to spend, you know." I was uh, I was not nodding my head there, David, saying you know when you go in the chairman's suite, you know I was nodding my head, but I don't know why because uh, we don't know, and that's why we've got you on. To well, it's tell a lot these smaller. Things. I mean, it's a lot smaller now. I understand, you know. And, and I've been on a I've been on a tour of the stadium. Me, I've seen the carpet. It's very nice. <laughs> That's yeah, close I as mean, I'm ever going to get. I always remember. I always remember a story when we when we played United and we won. And you know, I, I've said this uh, on Twitter, tell you the truth, and we won at United. I think it was one nil. Yeah, second. you say you know these <laughs> things. They are my, 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 I can't count goals. Anymore. Well, we won one. We won two one in the first season back in the Premier League, and one nil a season after. So it was either or. All right, we well, did it well, two well, years in a row. Season. Yeah, no, it's the first time. And I two one then. And yeah, we went yeah. in. Um, we went in the chairman suite after, and I think uh, Martin Edwards were there. And you know, and and as we were walking from the ch- the, the the director's box, if you will, outside yeah. uh, at United. The fans were the fa- not our fans, but United. Well done, you know, clapping and that. You know, I thought, wow, you know, because I hated these fans. You know, you have to understand, like, <laughs> yeah. the ball fan, you think, well, you can't do that. You, 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 you know. So, and you got in the uh, 
the, the chairman's suite and Martin Edwards said, get the champagne out. Well done, well done. You know, totally magnanimous and really, really nice. You know, classic club. <laughs> I you bet know, that you go... didn't do that 12 months after when we repeated the trick, though. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> like, uh, that, that you have to give credit where credit's due. And when Absolutely. you see that, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. You know, and we, we, you know, we went to West Bromwich Albion, lovely, lovely club there, you know. Um, went to Blackburn Rovers with um, Jack Walker here Jack Walker, Jack Walker there and uh, Jack was a lovely guy you know I mean yeah. I no businessman but you know he loved Blackburn Rovers and, and what he used to he's like he gave all the ladies right a bet like a 10 quid like to put on a bet you know like, right. so they could bet about who's the first goal or whatever you know whatever <laughs> and he's like you know it's just nice you know and yeah it was kind of a club but you know we paid a lot of money to join <laughs> yeah of course of course just in relation to that season then uh that we did go game promotion sort of uh, slightly skipped a step, a step there in relation to that day in cardiff watching bolton beat preston oh, two yeah. famous lancaster lancaster clubs if i'm not if i'm right in, in saying i think tom finney was there in the preston and and obviously Nat Lofthouse was was sat and in the stands beaming, and I sat next to like Nat exactly. And, was, uh, and Nat Nat was it must have been an incredible moment for a, somebody who grew up as a supporter, not only to oh, witness the, oh, the victory in the promotion, but to no. be to be sat next to Nat Lofthouse as well. Incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, did did Gareth Farrelly score? Didn't he? He did. He, he scored did. the first. And, yeah. and, and, Rick, and did Ricky Gardner score as well? He did. He got he got the yeah, third. Remember, he got the, yeah, he got the clincher. Yeah. See, see, I remember. can't remember these, Brad. I don't remember well, them. Well, and, you, you uh, said you wouldn't remember them, but you've done very no, well. I did that. No, those were t- no, that's important. It was a big know. day, though, wasn't it? Very oh, big, big day, day for the club. And coming back, and then we came back and we had a party in the in the club, you know, a uh, few drinks, though. We'd had a few drinks down there as well. Absolutely. But it was good. It was cracking, you know. And uh, I, and I, I think what may... Well, that was great, and I'm talking about the great times. But I always remember the board meeting after that, you know, the first board meeting. So you're like, wait, oh, come yeah. on, we've done great. You know, it was because at that time, it was like, I don't, I don't, it was like the £10 million final, you know, like now it's like, the 50, <laughs> yeah. well, it was like three years money yeah. and then you get 250 grand a place or 100 grand a place at that time, a long time ago. But, you know, you, and the money was massive. So you sit around the board, te- the board room, it sits around the table in the boardroom. And uh, uh, Alan Duckworth, uh, the CEO at the time, pipes up and says, uh, right, uh, now, you know, we've had a great time. Now we have to be realistic. We need to get rid of two or three players. <laughs> and, you know, you're thinking, you are. You know, because I wasn't <laughs> in the inside track. I don't know what was in the bag, you know. And I, I'm saying, so So he goes through it and he says, so I think, and Sam was there, uh, I think, uh, we need to look to get rid of Ricky Gardner. Now, Ricky Gardner was my favourite player. Ricky was like just a lovely lad, and you know, you can't, no, and I think we'll get, no, no. So, so I did a little thing said speech, like kind of, well, you know, I'm a bit shocked, <laughs> you know, like uh, I thought how it worked is that the manager said what he needed, mm. and then you found the money or cut your coat according to the cloth or whatever, rather than you tell him how much money he's got. And that said, he's not got any, so he has to get rid of players. I said, you know, that's not what I came on the board for. And I'm not saying I changed people's mind, but that said, they did, they back, they did back off. 
and probably found another way. And maybe they found another way by asking Eddie for some money, you know. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, that's what happened, the first meeting. So it like defla- it's very deflating, isn't it? You know? Yeah, especially after I remember the that, just... I remember that. Well, yeah, because you've got euphoria, you know. Hey, come on, we're in the big time. Oh, not just yeah. big time. It's like we're Bolton fans. Do you understand? And, and now, what's the future? And, you know, it's optimism, optimism, optimism. Right. Uh, sorry, I'll just go and get rid of two or three players. And you think, that's, well, uh, that's the not... The time to strengthen, know. not to weaken, surely. Yeah, and, and, you know, I get thing. it, because if you have no money, it's very, very difficult. So I'm speaking, like again, I'm speaking as a fan. So I didn't know the ins and outs. Yeah. But I didn't expect that. I thought... Some might say, well, you know, we have to cut a few, we have to cut our coats and we might just only buy a cheaper player. But instead, uh, it was like, who have we to get rid of? And that and that didn't come from Sam. That, obviously, Sam was quite, um, I thought Sam was quite uh, quiet at the meeting because obviously he'd been, yeah. he'd been prime prior and he was just as brassed off. So I Probably was hung over, was he? No, it was it was about it was a few, <laughs> a few days weeks later. That. Fair enough. Yeah. So was the suggestion, David, then that they might have to sell someone in order to bring more players in? Can you recall, or, or was it just a bit of an out no, of the blue, no, out of the no, blue? No, for the we were bringing players in. We, we were balancing the books. I think. Right, you know, got you. And, and obviously, you think, well, hang on, where's all this money going? You know that we yeah. that we that you think you've got. Well, it doesn't work like that because obviously, no. there's a big club to run. Um, but. It's still as a fan, you know, I looked at it through the filter of a fan and you sort of said, well, that's a, that's a bit of a shock. And then you do your little speech and maybe you don't change anybody's mind. But I, they actually didn't sell Ricky and they didn't sell anyone else at that time. You know, they just, uh, they, they probably, well, well, you know. I'm just about to say that the, the probably the four million we would have got for him wouldn't have uh, <laughs> equated to, the, to the, te- the 10 years of service he gave us despite various... Bad injuries. He was uh, an absolute stalwart and, uh, and rightly a legend for us. So it's a good job you made that speech, David, because we might not have. Uh, well, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Influenced <laughs> well, we never know. I think. I think. I think they probably went back and and thought that that's what fans might have thought as well. You know. Yeah. I think. I think it certainly needed saying anyway. So good, I, on, good on you for that. Because Alan Duckworth was the CEO at the time. But he was a Liverpool fan. Want a Bolton fan? Uh, you know, says, it so, all. says it all, doesn't it? Well, I can't say anything. I'm not. I'm not coming early. Anyway, um, so Fantastic. in relation to, to sort of the um, after that board meeting, after promotion, I understand obviously after the. After a bit of a, 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 a what, was, what would you say, a fantastic start to the Premier League where we, we won the first yeah. uh, three games, we sort of hit a bit of a mid-season slump and obviously we looked to bring in some some more well-known players, people that Sam had sort of targeted perhaps who, who had a bit of a pedigree such as uh, Bruno and Gotti and, and then obviously Yori Jorkev. Were you involved at all with any of the... Sort of no. any any of that. I don't think you were. were no, you? But, but, what a... you, but what you did, what you did know about Sam is like early days, he was into sports science because he'd been to, he played for Tampa Bay Roadies. But more than yeah. that, he shared the ground with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was uh, an NFL team, and they were kind of uh, the the science, the sports science was really impressive, and therefore when he came and joined Bolton. He wanted to have all these ideas, yeah? So he set it up in Exton. And uh, to be honest, the reason he set it up in Exton and he could have had, they could, and they, in fact, they'd moved it down, haven't they, down to 
the Reebok, near the Reebok. Yeah. I keep Monster, saying, yeah. the, sorry, I, I know it's Macro and then it's Universal. Oh, just, just, just say Reebok. Reebok. I'm calling it's it a lot easier. <laughs> it this is a it's podcast a about the old days. You can call yeah, it Reebok yeah. by all means. So, We've so made so a pact anyway, to never um, deviate from always, Reebok. He always said, you know, when you talk to Sam, I mean, you might not admit it now, but he used to say, you know, the reason he's up in Exton is he's away from prying directors, you know, because it was like a car journey up there. So he, he felt a little bit more yeah. athletic. But he set up a place there in Exton. All the technology, everything, you know, fantastic. You know, um, they had all kinds of new stuff that nobody else had in the Premier League. Yeah. Make no mistake, not United, anybody. And therefore he was really impressive. And, and I always said, you know, Sam gets sometimes a bad press, not not with Bolton fans, but he gets a bad press because, to all intents and purposes, he comes across as this kind of Midlands, black country guy. He calls a spade a spade, but he doesn't know much. Yeah. But I tell you what, Sam does. And he's very, very articulate. And he's uh, and he also knows he knows his stuff about sports science. So, but it was more, but it was more than just the sports science. He was looking after players. And that's why virtually every player at the time that left, when they did leave, or he left, um, then you could see that they just love the club, yeah, because Absolutely. Sam looked after them, and he had a yeah. he had a, he had people there to look after them, and he had people like Lynn. I mean, I always remember I went to a match, and it was one of the last matches I went to. It was probably about two thousand and five before I went to living in Spain, and uh, we actually, uh, I, I, we, we actually there's twenty of us in a box. I used to have a box for ten, but there's twenty. I don't know why I'd done it. It was, I think it was a cup match or something. And um, who should come in but Juve? Uh, yeah. 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 Well, that's Juve. And, and he's such a nice lad, you know. And he got such a bad press because he spitted mm. everybody, you know. And, 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 you know, like, but he just loved Sam Allardyce and Lynn. I mean, they absolutely looked after, and they looked after everybody. And I think that was the culture in the club that Sam should be more proud of than anything, that people didn't want to leave people, and, and people used to join because yeah, of that. definitely. Because definitely. of that looking after, you know. And we had, you know, that time, probably till 2007, until Sam left maybe, and a bit after maybe. But basically, those are the times of your life as a Bolton fan, you know. I mean, I missed the <laughs> FA Cup final in 1958. I mean, I missed the <laughs> Uh, and that was what that was the talking point. I mean, before that, it was Denny Stevens and and as coming forth and stuff like that. You know, Ray Parry yeah. used to have a um, uh, used to have a paper shop at Four Lane Ends and stuff like that. But but when you're sort of involved and you see JJ Acotcher and you you know and and on Soccer AM, it, it, it showed like trick of the week. I don't know exactly trick of the yeah. week, and it was always JJ Acotcher. I'm a Bolton fan, do you know me? And it was exactly. respect, wasn't it? You got Absolutely. respect. Yeah, you could hold your head high walking down the street. Of course you could. And you know, that, yeah. that's what... that. And it's always bragging rights, isn't it, with football? Of course it is. We've not got them now, but it's your bragging rights. So you have to <laughs> brag what happened then, you know. So JJ Coach, a joke, yeah, you know. Um, an Elka, you know. I mean, you just yeah. miss them. I think it was uh, called showboating. I think it was from memory on Soccer AM. Well, these are the memories, the though, that, that caused people like Lee and I to start talking about things like this and putting these podcasts out because yeah, whilst cool. the modern the modern product is a, is a big pile of you-know-what, all we've got is, is these fantastic memories. And I think sometimes we're, maybe at the time, we were guilty of being a bit uh, complacent about them because they, they, they did last for so long. And then the, the downfall has back. been phenomenal. I, I, think, I, I think you're yeah, right. I do think they'll come back. I th- I, what I do think, I think football's changed. I think 
I, I do think this, you know, top six thing that they talk about, and if you're not mm. careful, below that, you're just fodder. Yeah, for, definitely. For, for them. And at one time, with the FA Cup particularly, you weren't fodder. You always stood a chance of going to the FA Cup, even though you were even though you were in the lower divisions or having your moment of fame. And I, and I, and I think that's that's left it because it's and, and it is a lot about money. And the fans don't think it well, the fans actually think don't think it is, but then as soon as they get somebody who's a, a patron, they say, Well, I think we should buy such and such body. I think yeah. we should buy and everybody's at that. You know, you see it now. Uh, and Newcastle might be sold to uh, Saudis. Saudis. You know, yeah. um, you know, Etihad's done well, but you know, like they never thought that. I mean, City were never, you know, never as big as United. And I know I'm not trying to wind City fans no, up. They no, they weren't. Were, really. no. And uh, and they got they got a patron like uh, Sheikh Mansour, and uh, you know, like look at it, and he's built it nice, and he's put a lot of money into uh, um, East Manchester. But, exactly. Uh, but you know, like. Uh, and, and Eddie did a lot. I mean, Eddie, you know, uh, Eddie Eddie Davis was probably like in your lifetime as a businessman. And I've had a lot of businesses, and I've done well. And you always think you know. You always think at the time you know everything you know, if you will. And then, but you can always learn. And Eddie came from an accountancy background, and uh, <laughs> and Eddie was just an hard businessman, hard accountant, if you will. And he was brilliant. There's no question. Um, he was tough. I mean, geez, he was tough. I'm glad I wouldn't like work for him, you know, like <laughs> Alan Duckworth and people like that. You know, he was a tough guy, but, you know, it was his money and he put a lot of money in. And what happened after I left, I still had a quarter of a million shares. And uh, they did a rights issue. I don't know whether you, you probably know this, but they did a rights issue. What it is, is that when you do a rights issue, everybody, so, so say, for instance, you're raising 100 million. And it wasn't that, but say for hundred, you were raising hundred million. Then every shareholder had a right to have a, the same percentage share yeah. as they've already got in the club to raise extra money. And Neddy said basically, no, I don't want that. I want you to give up your rights in this rights issue, and therefore I will put the money in, but you don't have a share of my money, if you will. Yeah. yeah. So we all signed our shares away, not our, our rights away. So Eddie, from owning, and I'm making this up, say five, owning, say, 3% of the club, right? He owned 97% of the club, yeah? I have yeah. the rights to But all power to his elbow, he put his money where his mouth is. And there's, there's no question that, you know, we had the best time of our lives, if you will, on his money. No, like, let's not make oh, it. That's, that's where it was. It's a big doubt whether the club would still be here today. Not not even a big doubt. I don't think it would be without his, his parting no. gift of the, the loan to Ken as well. But obviously, we don't want to go too much into the, the modern stuff. But in, in relation <laughs> to what you... Uh, what you were saying before, David. Obviously, you, you you'd had a good good few years as, as a director and enjoyed them, but you did you did obviously depart from the club uh, in two thousand and two. Was it the start of two thousand two? I think yeah. you said to me two thousand two. Um, so in relation to that, you, you had the rights issue as you, as you were saying, and um, that was later. That was later. That was, a, that that was, was later. Was it? Sorry, yeah. About two thousand four. Something right. Like that, okay. But so in in relation to you sort of actually departing from the board officially. Um, you, I understand there was a little bit of a, a falling out with 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 Phil Gartside. Um, is there anything that you'd like to elaborate on? On well, that? I mean, we had a falling out. I mean, I always remember, and I, I thought I thought Sam was going to put it in his book, 
because like he was there, we were board meeting, and basically what had happened, you know, you know, were Reebok were um, were building the Reebok, um, mm-hmm. we call it the Reebok uh, offices, yeah, yeah, yeah at the, the Orich end, at the Orich end, and it hadn't been developed, and uh, and basically I used to be a quantity surveyor, so I kind of got involved with. There was a few claims that uh, the builder had against Bolton, and there were a few claims that Bolton had against the builder. I'm not going to embellish that. That was, you know. So yeah, anyhow, um, they were going to build the offices, and uh, the surveyors had gone and done a bill of quantities, and it was going out to estimate. And I, and we were there, and I said, listen, you should go out to estimate this. And Phil had already decided, I think, before the... Uh, People have decided before that some directors have decided before that it won't go to competitive tender. It would basically, if you will, go to burst, yeah, because mm-hmm. probably it settled a lot of issues that they had and a lot of Bolton issues that Bolton had with them and vice versa. Yeah. Now, so I wasn't happy that it wasn't going out to competitive tender, but it wasn't really that. It was that it was already decided before I had my bit. So. I kept on and on saying, let, let it go to a vote, who, who votes, right? You know, so it's a proper board yeah. meeting, like who's voting. You know? So so Phil, after I'd done it, like, because I'm quite a persistent kind of guy, I think some people, my wife would call me stubborn. Um, <laughs> basically, um, he, he said, uh, he told me F off. <laughs> in the board meeting, you see. So I told him similar. And uh, I told him he could stick his... Uh, his uh, his board, his membership, uh, you know, his, uh, his board <laughs> membership up his ass. So basically, I went home, you know, told him, and we fell out. And then he phoned me and he apologised, you know. I said, well, thanks very much, you know, it's the right thing to do because you're out of order. He says, yeah, I know, and all that. And I said, well, you know, I get it. He said, well, will you come back? He said, of course I will. I said, but obviously, you have to, you know, apologise to the in board. In front of well, the people. That's the right way, in front of the board, because you did it. And he said, oh, I'm not willing to do that. I said, oh, well, forget it. And that's why I never, I never, I know, we still went to the matches. We still had our box, you know, and and we went to the matches. And, uh, and um, you know, and we, I was still, I, well, I did go into the German suite. I was never involved in anything again. I knew Sam well and I knew Eddie well. In fact, Eddie used to be with us uh, uh, his holiday, uh, his holidays. But, uh, you know, it was just one of those things. And we spoke uh, to each other later on. Um, Phil did, but yeah. I, think it was, I thought he was wrong. Um, you know, if you want to have a board meeting, you should do it right. Um, I looking back, you know, you can understand the, the club were under pressure, so they couldn't take yeah. the, the they couldn't take the people to court, and uh, they couldn't take the builders to court or whatever they were willing to. And it probably was the right decision in a sense to let them build, but. We were at a board meeting, and it was the it was the governance of the board meeting I was more concerned about. You know, by all means, yeah. vote, vote against what I say, but but let's do it. So, but telling him it f off didn't don't go down well. That, like, no, it doesn't, you know. does it? So, Absolutely not. Uh, Interesting. That, that, I mean, that you know, people say, "Oh, what are you doing?" You know, like, but that was it. And, and, and Sam had a Sam. We talk about it every time I see Sam. You know, we chat about it and have a laugh about because like I just. Like hit the roof, you know, and and, and they just like resigned, 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 and walked out. Very dramatic board meeting that day. Oh, very, well, very good. It's like in the Ritz, 
it didn't make any difference whatsoever. I mean, I still, I, st- I didn't take my money to the club. I didn't do anything like that. And in fact, I supported no. Eddie when he had his rights issue, you know. And I'm a Bolton fan at the end of the day, you know. You don't put money into the club thinking you're going to make a profit. Well, not necessarily the, the, the previous fans, so let's put it that way. No, we do have some not. people who recently, who, who in the last couple of years, have done that, but... Interesting. So looking back then, I suppose, on your time afterwards uh, in, with that supporters head on, I mean, we, we had in that, that era the European campaigns with a regular top 10 in Premier League. Um, yeah. Looking back on them, have you got any fond moments, games you attended, anything along those lines that well, you think particularly sticks in mind? Well, one of the things that I'll tell you about as a director, one of the biggest things that stuck in my mind is when we played Ipswich. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. With uh, with that clown uh, referee, Barry, Barry, Barry Knight. Barry Knight. Barry Knight. Barry Knight. Yeah. I mean, hey, that could that I don't know. How he got away with that because Ridiculous. you know, I it, the, well, I mean, but I remember that because George uh, Brett's dad was the chairman at the time. Oh, he was like kind of vice chairman or something. He was he was yeah. some kind of uh, president of the club, something like that, because. George was a fantastic guy, Brett's dad, and uh, and we used to go to and we went down and it's a long way to Ipswich, you know. And yeah, um, hell, hell you, you, even in March, and then you get like messed about by the ref, and you're playing all right, but slowly, you know, you thought, well, the only way Bolton are going to lose is I get rid of all the players, you know. I mean, I think I don't know, you probably know better than me. I, I'll I give you the stats off the top of my head. Cent, I think there were two cents off and about five bookings, five or six I, bookings, weren't there? I think we had. Oh, Leo, no. I, think, I think we had. They they got. I think it was three penalties they yeah. got. We had we had two sent off to what mainly towards the end. I think they were both in the last fifteen minutes. I think we had eleven bookings. 11 they bookings. did they they didn't include in two two lots of two yellows, and they didn't have a single <laughs> they didn't no. have a single booking. And, and it was it, a it can't have been that one side. And I think can't. it was their captain. I bet he's a lovely guy. I bet he's a lovely guy. But that that night. And he was like so cocky. And ref would give him anything, you know what I mean? And then so anyhow. So we come out to the directors. Let's not dwell. No, no, no. So we come out we come into directors box and we're just walking into the chairman's suite, the Ipswich chairman's suite, and there's David Cheapshanks yeah. with a bottle of champagne opening it and he's like, Wait, let's let's celebrate and George is there saying, Celebrate, celebrate, there's no way we're celebrating, we're off and we all walked out, you know. I was, I was gonna say it was Barry Knight in there, David Cheapshanks no. room having having a glass of the champers with him. No, you think no. so, yeah? Oh, jeez. I mean, like, I mean, that's just a, that I, you know, those are the kind of memories you have. I mean, that was a terrible memory, but that, you know, <laughs> you get so worked up about it because it's so no. unjust, and it's that, and it's unjust. You know, you win Definitely. matches sometimes when you don't deserve, but this was like crazy. Yeah. You know, you think, what do I deserve for this? At yeah. least we put it right the year after, anyway. With uh, it was it was long forgotten after we uh, after we won against Preston's and uh, no, sure. the and character building to these defeats, oh, aren't they? You know, they're, they're experiences are, yeah. to look back on, and it just makes the victories even sweeter. I think, especially when the defeats like that are tinged with such controversy, and, and even now, twenty years later, we still. If Barry Knight was on fire, the usual platitudes would exist. You don't think he's ever going to get a pint in Bolton, anyway? <laughs> no, I think he's incognito in Bolton. So, I mean, after... No, I mean, I think then... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I think then, you know, I, will, I, I hadn't lost interest, but I was just interested as a fan. And I used to go to home matches. Yeah. We still had our box. But what had happened, because I've had this art bypass, 
some years before. Um, I always remember Eddie saying to me, Dave, what you should do uh, is, even if it's only a day or two days, once a month you should go away. Yeah. And we so we started going to Spain like for a weekend every two, three months, and then eventually bought a house out there. And then eventually said, hey, you know, we may as well live out here. Because I've, I've, I've not lost, you know, I mean, but because I wanted to direct, it wasn't just that, you know, I could handle my business out there. And also I'd lost a little bit of, can you say enthusiasm? In yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. still there, but you know, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Whereas, it, I have to say, if I was probably a director and, and involved a lot, I might have made that decision. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we left, and uh, we've been away for 15 years, really. Uh, you know, and I've operated the business, or other people have operated my business through. Uh, you know, and I've and I've guided it, if you will, uh, yeah. over the years. But. Um, it, it was a great time, you know, and uh, and I was still there till 2005, so I had Chalky, had JJ Koch, uh, and, you know, you used to watch the matches, and those were the highlights. Rather than the specific match, it was the football, you know. the, Course, the yeah. but, You know, and, you know, like, you, you were so proud, weren't you? I mean, and when Sam was there, you were so proud of what, su- what yeah. you achieved. You know? I suppose it was like an intangible sort of feeling around the club of togetherness and everyone working in the same direction. Well, more it than, was. More know, than any particular events and results, it was just a... A vibe and a feeling around the club that was yeah. that was there until Sam left, and unfortunately yeah, no, think, it, it waned. But you know, it was a great Sam time. Was, I mean, Sam was always ambitious, you know. Like, and 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 Evie, he might listen to this. I don't know, but I mean, this is my this is my view. We, we can but dream. We can but no, dream. no. This no, but this is my opinion. <laughs> but I, I think Sam was always ambitious, right? And well, I know he's ambitious, and and I think he felt as though Bolton could do even more. Right. Absolutely, yeah. But but that said, that cost, you know, that cost. And and I think they'd probably reached the limit of where they wanted to be, you know, on money yeah. wise, you know, how much they would spend. I know he spent after that uh, Eddie, but basically probably the good times once they, once he'd left. They had another couple of bashes at it maybe, but really Sam was the guy who would bring the players in, you know. I mean, can you imagine getting Joker? Can you imagine getting uh, JJ Kotcher from sorry, Paris Saint Germain? I mean, it's can almost mind blowing now. And I always remember yeah, he used to, he, Sam used to say like things like, "Can you know, like you, you'd look back on it and say, oh, yeah, I've got uh, we've got contacts with Real Madrid,' you know, and you get Campo yeah. and things like that.' And there were a few others that they might, oh, they got Hierro, didn't they, as well? Absolutely, you know, so, yeah. so you think, wow, come on, like this is big time. So Sam had a fantastic scouting organisation as well. So yeah, but that said, he was ambitious, and I think that when uh, is it Teddy Shepherd is called at, uh, at New Freddie Shepherd, Freddie, 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 you don't mind these anecdotes, do you? Please do. No, please do. But we'd moved moved to Marbella, and I was in the shop one day, and uh, I bumped into John Hall, Sir John Hall, yeah, who owned the club, right, who owned Newcastle, and said, how are you? He says, I'm all right. You know, I said, I'm a bull, I used to be a bull director. He didn't recognise me, you know. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's always talking about football, you know. And uh, and I said, how's it going? He said, oh, I'm up for selling it. And Sam had just gone then. Right, he just left Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, and Fred and Freddie Shepherd was the guy. I think Freddie and listen, listen. These are inaccurate things, approximate. But say he had ten percent of the business, whereas John Hall owned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he. Put, I think John had put his son in, and uh, 
And I thought, good Lord, he's going to sell this. He's up for sale, you know. And he did sell it. And, and yeah. Sam had gone because I think Fred Shepard had offered him, like, you know, you can buy this player, you can buy that player. And, uh, you know, and uh, but Sam's just tops. Like, um, I know at Blackburn, when when he went to Blackburn, you know, and uh, and uh, that chicken, what's it, what are they called? Venkies. Venkies. They came in. And, and, I, and I had contacts. I know a few people who, 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 um, who were, used to be ex-directors at, at Blackburn. And at the time, you know, Sam sits down and he says, uh, and they said, like, you know, we want, we want, check, we want, we won't win Premier League. So Sam said, and I'm, you know, but Sam says, uh, that's, uh, that'll cost you 80 million. This is a long time ago. Yeah. That'll cost you 80 million. Oh, no, 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 no. I just want, no, no. And Sam has that, Sam knows. Sam, Sam's top, top manager. There's no question. And he knows how much it'll cost and, you know, what it is. He knows it inside out, back to front. And you have to respect that. So similarly, when he says it, it's unpalatable to Venkis because they think, oh, no, yeah. just like a tweak here and a tweak there and, a, and a, <laughs> yeah. it's a couple of million, that'll be all right. And, they'll go, yeah. you know, and, and it's not. He has like this bump, that'll cost you 80 million. That's, that's, and we don't see that as fans. We don't see that to get that, to get that position is so much, to get that position is so much. They know that, yeah? And that's of what's course. interesting. You know, that's the, well, that's, the, that's the profession, isn't it? You know? Definitely. Well, I mean, fingers crossed that we see uh, we see those days back at Wanderers. I mean, we we live forever in hope. I think that's the absolute limit of our expectations with Wanderers at the minute. Just want to be stable. Just want to be enjoying ourselves at the match again. But David, I, I thank you for your time. In, in closed, it's been very interesting, and I, I'm very grateful for you joining us all the way from um, the other side of the pond. I need to say something else. Go ahead. You've got the floor. Go ahead. No, but, but cut that out. Cut that bit out where you said bye-bye. I don't want everybody to laugh. But listen, I think, <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've said something about the present owners. Go ahead. I don't know them personally. Right, I've, I have contacted Michael James. I don't know them personally. I think I've met Michael a couple of times. Well, I have to say, I think they're absolutely top people to do what they've done. I said, after the trauma of Ken Anderson et al. And... Uh, what they've done is stepped in. And if you know about football, and I'm not, I mean, know about football finance, I know a bit about it. You know, I was so tempted to do it myself, but I lived away. Yeah. I, I tell you what, it's so tough. You know, like players want top dollar. Um, fans don't appreciate sometimes what's going on behind the scenes and how much, you know, you know because there's some rich people in football and not everybody's rich. And these guys have come in because they're fans, uh, particularly Michael and and uh, that lady. And I have to say, we should be really supportive of them and be chuffed that they've come in. And then they've had this catastrophe as this pandemic, which mm. doesn't help. And um, but I'm I'm quite comfortable. You know, they're good people. They're good. Pe- everything they've done so Absolutely. far is but is and you know you have to be proud of. You know, like, because that's the integrity and you have to be proud as a fan that they've done the right, they're doing the right thing now. You know, uh, you know, we've we've been to the worst place you could be with uh, the previous, uh, with the previous owners. The worst sure. place. You could never be any, any worse than that. And uh, it was unfortunate. But now you get somebody who's got integrity, who feel for the club, who want to do the right thing. And all that you can do is say, listen, tell you what, Let's survive. Maybe it's the second division. Maybe it's the first, whatever. League one, league two, maybe. But whatever. 
but then just build on that because they've done the yeah. right thing, definitely. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really positive because I think somebody has to stand up as a fan and say, hey, come on, like, yeah, it's not you. You don't, you don't put your boots on. You've, you've actually taken that commitment, and that's a massive commitment. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely deserves some patience from us all, and uh, especially with what's going on Agreed. in the world, wider world at the moment, which is going to obviously impact on on yeah. our finances and every club's finances every going club. forward for the for the foreseeable future. Really, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. David. Yeah, we don't know where it's going to lead, but it's going to be interesting. But David, we thank you very much for your time. It's been really interesting and. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. But just to let yeah. people know where to find you, if they want to talk Wanderers, like you mentioned before, you've got a Twitter account. What? Where can people find you on Twitter, David? Uh, well, I think I'm under David Speakman. <laughs> right? so that's I, think, I, I, I think it's 90... I can't remember. I think there's a year no, after it. No. Sorry, what did you say? I think there's a year after your name on the no, Twitter no, account. The, no, no, I think it's David Speakman 1, I think. Right, I should I think you're right. I don't, too. Put, I don't put my. I think it's one because there's, because, <laughs> there's, on, because think, there's only one. <laughs> well, you know, that's up to you to decide. David Speakman one is absolutely the Twitter handle. If people want to find David right, Speakman two and talk to him about Wanderers, then by all means, please do. We're on Twitter these days as well at LOV Rewind. Of course, the main site is there at Line of Vienna STE, where you'll find the usual uh, array of fantastic articles and a fantastic uh, run at the moment of. Uh, superstar guests on the podcast one that we certainly tried to emulate for everyone's listening pleasure this evening so without further ado thank you for listening and we'll be back very soon with a further episode delving back in the glory years of our beloved Bolton Wanderers cheers <laughs>